It is an honor, Lord, to follow you. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you all for worshiping with us today. Amen. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Awesome. Okay, so sometimes people would ask, what in the heck? Why are we doing this? Why would we not do kind of a regular deal where you guys get to come in and look at the back of someone else's head while someone really brilliant is up speaking? <laughs> uh, because the Lord said so. Okay, we're going to look at it. We're going to look at a scripture on this, and this is what we base this particular service out of, and we only do it maybe quarterly or something like that, but uh, if we could put this scripture up, I'd like you to take a look at this with me. 1 Corinthians 14 says this, What then shall we say, brothers and sisters, when you come together, have we come together? Great. Each of us has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. And that actually is the key in it. It actually builds us up together. And um, so what we're going to do is this, and uh, I'll share a couple things with you in a second. But when you're ready and you want to come up and share something with us, then I'm just going to ask you to come on up here. If you're on this side, come on up to the front. And if you're on this side, come on up to the front. And, you know, if you're, you know, even if someone's speaking and you're ready to go, just come on up. And that way we know that you want to share something with us this morning. And I uh, would ask that keep it somewhat short, but, you know, so that we're sensitive to, to let everybody, you know, most, whoever wants to come up have an opportunity. And again, if you are new with us, I, you know, hey, if the guy's got something for you, great, but don't feel like you have to come do that. But uh, if you're part of MCC, then come and bring for us what will uh, build us up and encourage us. Um, I heard something, um, I heard something a, a couple weekends ago, uh, and I'm not, I didn't grow up in uh, like a, a charismatic or Pentecostal background, but apparently in the, in the Pentecostal church, there's this thing that, and I've never kind of heard of this before, but it made sense to me, and it's this, it's, uh, I forget how he said it, but I think it's like, basically the, the idea is stealing God's glory, or getting his glory, I think that's what they called it, getting his glory. And what that meant was like, let's say that I lead, you know, we have a, we have a, you know, we have an evangelism tent meeting or something, and I lead 10 people to Christ. I say, yeah, I led 10 people to Christ. And I don't give God, God glory for that. I'm like stealing God's glory, right? That makes sense. Or if I, you know, laid hands on people, they get healed. Oh, I healed four people, but I don't give glory to God. Then I get, then I'm taking, I'm stealing God's glory. Well, uh, I heard someone say this. It was really interesting. Also, if something God, if God has done something in your life but you don't give testimony to it you're stealing his glory do you ever think about I mean I think sometimes we think well I'm just being humble about this or it might sound um, you know braggadocious or something maybe you asked the Lord to give you a better job and he gave you that job or whatever it might be and but if we don't give him glory for what he's done we also steal that glory and so I think it's really, this is really important service. I love this service. I love to hear what God's doing in your lives because we don't know. And then when we all get to hear it, we're like, wow, God could do that in my life. It's such an encouragement. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and start this morning. <clears throat> okay, and this is very literally, as I'm standing here before you, God is my witness. Very literally, last night, I said to the Lord, as I'm falling asleep, I said to the Lord, I really want to see your kingdom come. And God... If anybody in our church is hurting or struggling or anything today, and, and I'm talking to them, and they say they are, Lord, 
remind me and, and I'll be really faithful to pray for them right away. Just pray for them right away and see what God will do. Well, um, very early this morning, uh, a good friend of mine came in here and he was really struggling with, with some, uh, just some, just struggling emotionally. Right away, I, I said, hey, how's it going? This person said, oh, I'm really struggling for this reason and that reason. I said, okay, let's, let's ask the Lord, you know, let's pray about it. Let's just see what God will do here. Literally. I mean, any, if we begin to step into his kingdom and we begin to ask, give me opportunity, give me opportunity, he'll do some amazing things. And so um, I do need you to be on mic. I know that's not, that can be really uncomfortable for some people, but it'll help us with you guys online. Hey, on there, online. So it'll be good for them. Uh, so I'm just going to, uh, let me just pray. And then I'm just going to wait here till, till you guys are ready to go. All right. Father, we thank you again, and we do want to give you testimony. We do want to give you praise. Lord, you are the wonderful, Lord, you are the wonderful and the glorious one, the king of all glory. And even anything that good that happens in our lives is because of you. We know that. In fact, you're clear on that. You say we stay connected to the vine because we can't do any good works without you. Sustaining lasting works. So we thank you for that. And thank you that your kingdom does come in our lives that you have filled us with your spirit to the full and your kingdom does come in our lives thank you jesus in christ's name amen i'm like jamie too i don't mind standing here for a while doesn't bother me a bit Anybody notice any chaos in the world around us? Uh, any natural disasters? Earthquakes in various places? Wars and rumors of wars? Anybody see where we are at the moment as the end point of an upward trend? rather than a downward trend. So I'd, I, I just encourage you, I don't want to read the whole thing, but look at Matthew chapter 24 on your own. And one of the things that Jesus said in that description is, and this is entirely appropriate for this season, anybody see trees budding? And you know what's coming. And we don't know the exact time. We do know this morning we're one day closer than we were to the return of Jesus. But I don't see anything in that chapter that we couldn't currently point to. And I'm reminded of the passage in Chronicles where in this list of an army, the men of Issachar are called out uh, as ones who understood the times and knew what Israel should do.
So the passage I want to share with you this morning, and I'm on the wrong page, so I'm going to hand this back to Raz for a minute. It's in Psalm 90, and it, it fits extraordinarily well with the passage in Matthew, but it says, so teach us to number our days. They are numbered. They really are, and the number is not determined by disease or accident. That may be the proximate cause, but they are numbered, and God's inviting us to see our days the way he sees them a finite number to be turned back for him, that we may get a heart of wisdom. And the psalmist goes on, Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. Satisfy in the morning, every morning, with your steadfast love, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us and for as many years as we have seen evil. Let your your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. And this is a favorite verse for me. Let the favor, favor of the Lord be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, in view of all that's going on around us, establish the work of our hands. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Zeke. That was awesome. Um, that works really well with what I was going to say. Um, we, our family, before we take communion, we confess a sin, and my sin was that uh, I've been slipping and not being watchful, uh, which is the command at the end of Matthew 24, is for us to not be, not be given to dissipation, but to be watchful and prayerful. And um, the one thing I feel like the Lord has been teaching me, uh, we've gone through a journey the past six months. Uh, it's really, it really started a couple years ago. Um, but I've transitioned out of a corporate job into starting our own business. And, uh, there, there's just been a lot of, uh, and the, and the Lord has been establishing the work of my hands. Um, and one of the things that as we're, we're kind of ramping up and we're sort of in full bore now, um, with our, with our business, but one of the things that was very poignant to me looking back was the, the, the idea of fear. And, and, and the opposite of trust and walking in faith is, is fear. And, um, you know, there has been so much fear in the last couple years just across the board. And, um, you know, looking at it biblically, fear, fear is a sin. Um, in Revelation, it, I, I just read, it says... The cowards will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. And Christ calls us to be uh, brave and, um, uh, you know, to live with, with total trust in him. And, and, I, and I think 
one of the things that was really the, the, the main obstacle to us sort of making this transition, which has been great for our family, has just been fear of, of just saying, you can't do that. You can't have seven kids and have a steady, you know, health care and a steady job and go and try, you know, to do something that you've never really done before. And um, I, I think, it, you know, the message is if, if the Lord's calling you to it, which he's calling every single one of us to some good works, some purpose, some mission, you know, it's, it's just fear. It's just what the word will tell you. You can't do that. And, uh, and I think it's demonic and it's from the enemy. And so, you know, whatever, whatever, is, whatever crippling fear is on you, you, you need to stare it right in the face and just walk right through it. Because um, that's really the only way to, to, fa to face fear is to just speak it out loud and say, I'm not going to give into that and, and go through it. So anyways, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing thing, uh, doing it every day. And so anyways, that's, that was my little. Yeah. Yeah, Lord, um, thank you that you have spoken to us in our spirits and said that you have not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And we want to be people who walk in power and uh, courage and, uh, and sound mind. And so I pray against all the fear. Um, and that we would, not, we would not be people that shrink back in fear, but that we would boldly step forward uh, as, as sons and daughters of the King. And Lord, thank you for making a way for us to be, to be, to be valiant and to be courageous. In Jesus' name, amen. Appreciate that. Thanks. Amen. That's awesome. That's a good word. Yeah, my, there's a, a Christian, uh, Christian singer, worship artist, his name uh, Zach Williams. I don't know if you know him, but uh, he has a song called Fear is a Liar. I love that. My wife has a t-shirt that says Fear is a Liar. I love that. That is, it's from the enemy. That's good. All right. All right. Praise the Lord. Michael. Okay. So, um, it's been a journey for 10 years uh, since I came to MCC. And the body has poured into me, all of you. Um, the small group that I have has really poured into me. And listening to the Lord, trusting, this takes off from where Michael was. If you really listen to him and trust, and he will put people in your life. He was constantly putting people in my life, throughout my life, to bring me to him. I wasn't listening until about 10 years ago. And uh, I was too involved with me. And... and um, more recently, he sent a member to our small group who shared something that he was doing. And I went, oh, gosh, I can do that. And uh, I do that. And it, it, he sent this person who was a pastor to our small group, and he shared with me how he was driving his car and getting people in his car and praying for them, talking to them and sharing, you know, sharing with them life, and they would tell him, things and he would ask them if they wanted prayer for anything and he'd get to pray for them so I started doing that and in the course of the last month and a half I have now prayed for over 500 people in the car um, and they're just open to telling me and that's just by trusting the Lord and listening and he will tell me what to pray he will tell me what words to use I don't even know what I'm going to be saying until I say it it just it just comes out and and the whole idea of this is just to trust and listen. No fear, 
Because trust me, when people get in that car, you can be fearful and just like, well, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to do that. That sounds crazy. Well, it is crazy. I mean, you know, you have a Muslim back there and you're praying for him. And they're fine. Everybody wants prayer. They are hungry for the Lord. So just listen to him and uh, do his bidding. God bless. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, praise the Lord. That's really good. Yeah, I just want to encourage you guys to rarely, I have, but not very often, rarely will someone turn down prayer, no matter where they're at in their thing. So if you're, you're at a restaurant, if you're at a hospital and you see somebody, you know, just seems upset, hardly anyone will ever turn down prayer if you just gently ask them. And you, you don't know what God's going to do. That's right. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what God's going to do. So, awesome. Hey, Mary. It's good to see you. I'm, I work as a caretaker for older folks and people that are disabled, and it's just a little job, but it's a great job. And um, this last client that I worked with was just all crippled up. He has all kinds of um, illnesses and during my time with him, um, I talked to him about the Lord all the time, and he um, he eventually, you know, would respond to scripture and um, things that he learned as a young man. And um, so, uh, about a week ago or so. Um, he started talking to me about bed bugs, and um, it didn't really hit me. He said his sisters had come over and help him, and everything was under control. And this was on a Friday, Thursday. I went home and I got fearful. This is interesting. Um, I was freaked out, and um, I thought I can't bring bed bugs to my house, so. Um, Here's 91 again, chapter 91 of the Psalms. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. So um, I saw, I read this word, and I thought, that's right. This is, really encourages me. So I went back on Monday and I said, Greg, I can't work for you anymore because you do have bed bugs. And the reason I said that to him was there were two big bed bugs rolling across the blanket, you know. And um, so he knew that. And the time that I had with him was of God. I really believe it was an appointment. And now I'm going to go to another appointment with some other lady. So I look forward to that. And I thank God that I don't have bed bugs. <laughs> Thanks. Here. Thanks for sharing. That came out of your Bible.
awesome. Just introduce yourself. Good morning. I'm John Panzica, for you that don't know me. <laughs> um, so every morning I have a quiet time, and I have a list of people that I pray for daily, and sometimes as I go through that list, and um, I get a little frustrated because I feel like nothing's really happening, nothing's changing, and I feel like I'm kind of wasting my time. But I keep doing it, and I keep going through the list. Um, yesterday we got together for, to celebrate a couple of birthdays in our family, and uh, everybody that I pray for um, was in that room yesterday, was in that house yesterday, and I don't know, it was to me, and I told Sue this, um, it just felt totally different to me. People were more loving towards one another, more kind towards one another. It was just, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it was so different from any other time that, I, that we got together. And I felt like uh, this morning in my quiet time that God was telling me that that was a result of my prayers. So I just want to encourage everyone to just, just keep on praying and just keep on doing it. I know, I know people prayed for me you know, daily, and I, it, it affects my life. I know my wife is a prayer warrior. I don't consider myself a prayer warrior, but I, do my, <laughs> I go through my list every day, and um, I think it does have an effect. And so I just encourage you all to, to keep on praying. good amen yeah you guys remember you guys who came to jack deer conference who was here for that a lot of you um you remember he shared his story yeah come on up scott he shared his story you remember where he said that he was praying and he was praying a lot for his family for his son and stuff like that and he felt like nothing was happening just like what john had said remember and he even said to the lord is this really that important i mean is this are you having a good time is this important to you kind of a thing you know because he just felt nothing and literally, I remember, if, like, maybe it was a few few days later, whatever, one of the things he prayed was for his son to have success. And his son called him and said, hey, Dad, I won this this uh, liter you know literary award again. He was a columnist and uh, blah, blah, blah. And then he heard the Lord say, well, do you think it's important? You know, <laughs> so sometimes we, I appreciate that. Because sometimes we don't feel it. Sometimes we we're not even seeing it. But, but you know what? You reap what you sow, and all, people always want to make that a negative. You also reap what you sow positively, correctly? It's correct. So that's what we, that's what we want. So, all right, Scott. Um, I wasn't planning on saying anything, but, John, I want to follow up with you. Um, you pray a lot, and I want you to know that I appreciate what you do. Um, I want you to know that your prayers are being heard. And because we do, we pray a lot. And there's a men's group. We have a we have a little I don't know what it is an app or something a church app. And I'll throw stuff on there all the time. I pray about everything. I pray for parking spots at the airport. But my point is, is that John is always there. Whenever whenever I ask for prayer, John's there. John P. I'm praying for you, brother. So I want you to know that. The other thing I wanted to share was, um, and many people know this, that um, next month I'm retiring from Procter & Gamble after 36 years. That's pretty cool. And this all started when I went and saw our financial planner, who actually used to work for me at P&G. I've known her for a long time. 
And I sit down in her fancy office up in Mason, and she's got her charts, you know, up on these big screens. And, and her question to me was, she goes, Scott, why are you still working? And my answer was, because that's what I do. And she goes, you don't have to. She said, you know how we've always said that you're trying to get there? She goes, you're there, and you've been there for a while. So I ask you, why are you still working? And it never dawned on me to retire. As silly as that sounds, it never dawned on me that I could actually go do something else. Because every morning for 36 years, I've gotten up and I've gone to work. And I'm like, hmm, maybe there is something to this. So there is, yes. <laughs> My fellow Proctor and Gamble. By the way, I got to share this just real quick. So I'm young, relatively young in the company, and there's this guy named Zeke Swift. And I thought, how cool is that? What a cool name. I had no idea who he was. And he invented customer marketing. And that doesn't mean anything to you, but that was revolutionary in our company. And it was this guy named Zeke Swift. And then when we came here, I'm like, that's the guy. <laughs> so awesome. So then I had that meeting alone with, with, with Maggie, and then I brought Heather, and she had all the charts up on the screen and all of the projections, and if anybody has a financial plan, you know what I'm talking about. And she said again, she said, you don't need to work anymore. And I'm like, okay. And then there was a third time we went, and she said it again. And I don't want to be overdramatic, but I really do believe this, that through Maggie's mouth, it was God speaking to us saying, Scott, I've got something else for you to do. So then the plot thickens. So then I formally announce that I'm retiring. And when you retire from P&G, you actually have to sign a document. And it's really a nondescript document, but it's pretty significant. And it says, I'm retiring. And once you sign it, it's done deal. And then they start moving into retirement mode and then announcements are made and they start working a backfill plan and all that kind of stuff. And a funny thing happened shortly after I made my announcement. The stock market dropped 1,500 points. Procter & Gamble stock dropped 20 points. And I'm going, wait a minute. <laughs> and Maggie even called me. And she said, hey, how are you and Heather doing? Are you guys okay? Are you still on? And it was as if the Holy Spirit was speaking to me and saying, and it's to your point about fear. I really do believe that God spoke to me three times and he said, I need you to go do something else. You've done enough at P&G, I need you to go do something else. Forget the stock market. Do you trust the stock market or do you trust in me? And so it was actually a witnessing opportunity to our financial planner to say, no, 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 we're good. God's in control. I'm not. And we're going to go do something else. And you know what? If I need to go bag groceries at Kroger, I'll do that. But I don't think that's what God's got in mind for me. I don't know what it is yet. And I shared this on a Wednesday night. So if you've heard this, forgive me. But I feel like right now I'm visualizing that what's behind me, behind me, is 36 years of being in a forest. 
I got married. We had five children. We moved nine times to two and a half different countries because we sort of moved to Argentina and then we really didn't move to Argentina, but we found a house in Argentina, but we didn't move into the house. And, and the point is this, is that, you know, I was a husband and a father and a dad and a Procter and Gamble guy and I've got this big machete and I'm kind of cutting my way through the forest. And now I'm standing here and the forest is behind me and what's in front of me is this big wide open field. And I have no idea what's next. But God does. He's in control. What a cool place to be. And the men here, you're going to get to know me a little bit better. Because I, I, one thing I do feel is that one of the gifts and talents that I had at P&G was leadership development. I did a lot of it. And why not bring those skills and talents? P&G benefited from it for 36 years. MCC gets to benefit him from as long as he'll have us here. And there's a lot of things that I've done at P&G that we can bring here that can benefit all of us men and the women too. But, you know, I think God's got men's ministry somewhere in my future as one of the things to go do. So if this is a service about building one another up and building up our congregation, the fuel for that is Jesus Christ. By the way, that's the other thing I want to share with you guys. There's so much crazy, and, and, and Zeke said it, there's so much crazy and chaos and all this in the world. It's almost like the more chaos and, and, and bad news and social media misinformation and all that kind of stuff, it just forces me back to Jesus Christ, and it forces us back to the cross. It's not complicated. It's not easy, but it's not complicated. And if I don't do anything else for the rest of the time that God's given me on earth, I want to drive people to Jesus Christ. I want to introduce them to Jesus Christ. That, that is one simple answer. It's Jesus Christ. All right? So hang with me, guys. I got, I got a big month ahead of me. There's, and Heather knows this, I'm doing two jobs right now. My job and then the job of a woman that passed away, and I'm doing a lot of traveling, and I'm doing a lot of speaking with all kinds of stuff and I've got to go to three different universities next week and then I've got to go to Chicago and I got all this stuff so just pray for me as I because I want to finish strong and I want to finish in a way that that is honoring to Jesus Christ and honoring to the company that I've served for 36 years and then after that it's a big wide open field <laughs> let's see what's next Zeke's going to say something and then we'll give it to you Father, we claim for all of us, Psalm 138.8, you will fulfill your purpose for us. And we claim the truth of Ephesians 2.10, you have created us in Christ Jesus to do good works that you planned in advance for us to do. Father, you waste nothing. There is nothing that we know, nothing that we have been through, no mistake that we've made that you intend to conform us to the image of Christ and for your glory. And Father, I thank you for Scott. I thank you for the influence of his life and his family and in his company. And Father, I ask, consistent with Psalm 25, you would show him the way before him. 
And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You bet. All right, I'm Sherry Collins, for those who don't know me. And I hope this comes together because I got something earlier in the week that ties back to something from earlier in the year. And actually, where'd Scott go? There he is. It actually ties in with you too, Scott, and the transition you're going through. Um, and I remember you sharing um, on one of the Wednesday nights about just all the things that were going on at work. And the Lord impressed upon me that somehow he, that, that there was a, a solution in the works do you remember that? Well, I think you got your solution. I think this is it. I could be wrong, but I think this is it. So, um, and then early at the beginning of the year, um, uh, Lord, I can't remember the exact word, but it had to do with family, that we are family, that we were going to be going through a season. Um, and it was right around the time that Steve was starting to get really, really sick, Steve Sessler. And that we were going through a season that was going to be difficult and challenging, but we were in it together as a family, not as a congregation or community, but as a family, and that we were to walk through it with one another as family. So fast forward to today, um, I was uh, uh, in the scriptures in John 17 about unity, and, uh, and this ties in with you, Scott. It actually ties in with everybody here. So, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm listening as I'm, I'm saying this, so that's why I'm not looking at you guys. Um, so each one of us is uniquely created and has a unique role. It's like a puzzle, and each one of us is a piece of that puzzle, and the puzzle is incomplete without every one of us in it. Everyone in this body of Marymount Church is a part of that puzzle and completing that puzzle. And we're told that. We're told that we're all gifted, that God gifts us in different ways, and that we are all part of the body, right? We're a foot, a hand, an ear, an eye, a nose, whatever it is, a, a, a liver, a kidney, right? And we all have a unique role to play. And so we come together as this family. What unites us is what Scott just pointed to, him, Jesus, Right? So as we follow him, each of us individually follow him, then we're also following him corporately as a family. So we may have differences. Things may come up. They will. We're a family, right? So siblings kind of rub each other the wrong way sometimes, but we're a family. As we follow him and focus primarily on him, we follow him together as a family. And that's what unifies us. And then as Marymount Church, within the bigger body of Christ, we also, as a family, have a role to play as a part of Christ's body. And that's what the Lord was just really impressing on me this week. So focus on Jesus first and foremost, and then link arms, and let's follow him together. And each one of us be who God created us to be and serve as he's called us to serve um, within uh, as part of this body. And Scott, yours is changing. Praise God. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I feel like some people might be also where Scott's at, where it's like, I'm not sure where my part is in that. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing or whatever. So I'm going to ask Sherry to just pray over that, that the Lord will be really clear with us and begin to, you know, keep directing and exactly, you know, where, what your part is here, maybe even in the church in the city and so on. Just go pray over. Well, that's kind of appropriate since <laughs> I'm, I'm in that place. Um, and... I probably sat in transition for two years and it's just now starting to unfold literally a step at a time. So Father God, just we thank you for, um, for the gift that you've placed in each person, for the skills, the capabilities, the personality in each person within our family, Marymount Community Church. And we ask you for those who are um, in transition, for those who just aren't even sure what they're supposed to do tomorrow. Um, they're not sure how they're supposed to serve or whether they're supposed to serve in this body or whether it's in their workplace, um, whatever that might be, Lord. We ask you to speak clearly. And I ask you to give each one of us ears to hear you clearly and hearts to discern how you're calling us and the part that we play and, um, and help us to appreciate that every part is important. There is not one part that can function without the others. We need one another. And so whether it's a small thing or a big thing, it's all important. Help us um, to trust you more as we step into each day. And sometimes it comes step by step. Sometimes you'll know the big picture up front. And sometimes he just develops things. That's what I'm in right now. It's one day at a time. Um, so, Lord, be with us, walk with us, and help us to trust you completely, that you are faithful, um, according to the scriptures that were just quoted by Zeke, and that you who began a good work in each person in here will be faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And we praise you, and we thank you, and we give it all to you, to your glory, Jesus. Amen. Okay. Hi, I'm Luke. Um, yeah, I just, Sherry, what you said about family also connects to <laughs> what I'm going to say, but I'm going to share a quick story. Um, so, and, and first thing that I'll say is like, I love, one thing that I love about following Christ is um, you have a family throughout the world. And so like one of the coolest parts is when you, can, when you are in the kingdom and then geographically, or you're in another place, you meet somebody else who's in the kingdom, and you just kind of have that connection. Like, have you ever just met someone, and you're like, oh, you're a believer, you know, you just have that in your spirit. Well, so, um, I'll tell a story about some of the things happening in the kingdom here at MCC connecting to my family. Um, so, we've been doing a, a family Bible study for my Modderwell family, and we have people all over the world and all over the country, but um, kind of calling in, and we do it through Zoom. But we've been doing it on Sunday nights, and we usually have a prayer list at the end of that that we pray for. And so, obviously, you know, a couple months ago with with Steve, my family was praying for, for Steve Sessler, and we were just praying for his healing. And, um, you know, everything transpired, and I remember my dad called me. He's like, hey— um, this is really weird, but I was praying today, and I think that God was saying, like, he, he would like to have Steve come to the family Bible study and just to just to talk to us. I don't know what, what he wants to do, but he just, that would be really cool. So I, I said, okay, Dad, like, I mean, this guy has just gone through 
probably one of the most harrowing experiences of his life. I think maybe we should just give him some time. He's like, no, you should definitely, you know, text this guy. So I text Steve, and I just said, Steve, would you, you know, would you just take 10 minutes? I'm sure you have 10 minutes right now. You've just survived a uh, horrible experience. Uh, would you just come and, uh, like, speak to my family? And, um, of course, if you know Steve, he's, like, the most gracious guy, so he says yes. And, um, he, he just came, you know, after some technical difficulties, we got him online. He was, he's in Florida, and um, yeah, he just delivered like a 10 or 15 minute just sermon, and um, to give you some of the context of who's on the call in my family, there's like my parents, I have four other siblings, some of them are married, there's my cousins who are younger, we've got some other families, like non-believers, believers, so it's a very diverse group, and um, yeah, Steve just like gave this incredible testimony and it was an amazing moment where people who are young in the faith and have not, maybe not even believed yet or trusted Christ were able to see the power of prayer. They were able to see a man that was, you know, going to die that was survived, you know, through the power of Christ. And it was like, unbelie- it like unlocked. Like that Bible study can sometimes be pretty like rote, like we talk and it's, it's a good time, but oftentimes it doesn't get into the spiritual element deeply. But, like, people were opening up, like, some of my cousins who were, like, in their early 20s and people that weren't believers were just touched by that. So I think that the, uh, just the biggest thing on the story is, one, you know, connect and, and tell your story, especially things that God's done for you. And, um, yeah, just remember to, like, when you've prayed for something, make sure to see that to the end and celebrate that and tell that story because it's an amazing story to remember. Now my parents know Steve, like it's like a thing that they'll remember that they prayed for, they saw God work in, and they were able to really like uphold that story. So um, yeah, and thanks to Steve for just, you know, if you're watching, being gracious and sharing time with us. So that's it. Wow, thanks. That's really good. Praise the Lord. That's really good. Hey, my name is Colin Roth, if you guys don't know me. Um, This story that I'm going to share is actually from six months ago, so it's not anything super recent. Um, But my wife and I, we are Young Life Leaders at Highlands High School in Fort Thomas, Kentucky. Um, If you don't know what Young Life is, it's basically just like a high school ministry um, targeted high school students. And I've been leading Young Life at Highlands High School specifically for the last seven years. Um, I've led with a dozen different people, um, and I've always gotten super bogged down by leading because I've never seen, like, any true long-lasting fruit out of the people that I've, like, spent time with and invested in. I've had 20 to 30-something guys over the last seven years in a Bible study, almost zero of which are following Jesus now. And um, in September, I turned 25. Um, it was a month before mine and my wife's first wedding anniversary, and so we decided to celebrate by going out west, and we went to Washington for like a, a longer weekend. And um, one small thing about me, I really love coffee, so I was like, we have to go to Seattle, because Seattle's like the coffee capital of the world, Um, and so we are going to Starbucks and coffee shops, and I've got like 64 ounces of coffee pumping through my veins, and we're driving to um, 
Mount Rainier National Park, and it's uh, it's like seven, eight o'clock at night. It's it's dark. Addie's asleep in the passenger seat, and I've got so much caffeine coursing through my veins, it's actually starting to cause me to be like anxious. And so she's sleeping, and I'm driving into this national park, and I'm like running through like all of these lies that I think the enemy is telling me in my head. Um, you're not a good young life leader. You're not a good husband. You are, you're like, does God even like me anymore? Like all of these things. And I'm just like starting to believe, um, I think halfway due to the fact that I've got a lot of caffeine coursing through me. Um, and I have a group of guys that are in a Bible study with me right now. Um, most of which are all senior guys and they are the, the coolest high school guys I've hung out with in my last seven years of being at Highlands. Um, and so I'm, I'm sitting in the driver's seat and I'm like listening to all this crap that I'm telling myself and I'm like praying through it. I'm like, God, please like remind me that these things aren't true. Please tell me that like you do care about me and you do love me and you do see me and I'm, I am doing a good job and so on and so forth. So I think this was on like a a Friday or, or a Saturday or something, and two days later, um, at 11.25 p.m., I get this text message from one of the guys in my Bible study whose name is Nate. Um, this is high school senior text message lingo here, so I'll read it to you. He says, uh, and this was after the fact, so I haven't sent anything to anybody. I haven't told anybody about this. This is just my own little anxious episode in a car and uh, <laughs> Mount Rainier um, National Park in uh, Washington, but he texts me and he goes, yo, Colin, super random, but I feel like the Lord is saying he's super proud of you. Just something super random I got from prayer. Love you, dog. Hope you and Addie are having fun. So presume weeping. Uh, I'm crying and uh, just really, really thankful that after seven years of like toiling and laboring and trying to invest in high school students that are more interested in football and girls and following Jesus, that um, I'm getting to see really cool fruit of what the Lord is doing um, in high school students and high school students that um, are really, really, really after following the Lord. So um, I think this is the one thing that I wanted to share to the congregation as like an encouragement is um, I've shown up consistently for the last seven years. This isn't meant to be pretentious, but I've shown up consistently. I've prayed for hundreds and hundreds of high school students and I've seen zero fruit from it. Um, but what the Lord does is, is a long-term processional thing. Um, and I think these guys are going to be guys that are going to lead families and take jobs and marry women that are going to be God honoring jobs, God-honoring women, God-honoring things, because they sincerely have hearts for the Lord, um, not by anything of my own doing, but uh, I've tried to just show up and do what the Lord's asked me to do, so um, yeah. And thanks for that. That is so good of an encouragement. It is a long haul. I, and I just take that as a reminder, hey, don't forget, we have an enemy, an evil one who wants to destroy us. Yes? And he's called the accuser of the who are the brethren? We are, right? But then God in his good timing, it really comes back to what uh, Cherry was talking about. That was a locking of arms, wasn't it? With, with that student getting a hold of him. And that, what a sovereign and prophetic moment. That's a prophetic kid right there who heard from the Lord and gave a prophetic word. That's the prophetic word of encouragement right there. So, all right, come on up, Julie. Say who you are. 
Good morning. One more and then we'll be out of here. My name's Julie Thomas, and uh, I've been crying for the last 45 minutes being here, and it was just interesting, the conversation today. Uh, we have a family business, and uh, we found out this week that we're going to lose one of our largest customers, so they're just changing, making another decision, and it's going to affect about 300 families, and it's so sad um, when things like this happen in business, and talk about fear, and, you know, asking the Lord, how do, how do we do this well <laughs> when, uh, you know, we have to make a lot of changes with a lot of people that have been around for a really long time, and it's lonely when you're an owner, and um, this morning, just coming to church and having communion, I was pierced by the love. <laughs> Come from Tom Dewey. <laughs> Just hearing everybody talking this morning. I never cry, but <laughs> I just want to say thank you. Tom and just the conversations. Amen. Sorry. It's okay. Let me, let me pray for you for, for everything going on here. Lord, thank you for Tom. Bless him. Thank you, Lord, for that fruit of the spirit of love over Julie. Father, I pray for Jake and Julie, for Jeff, the Thomas family, Lord, for their business. God, for these families who are going to be affected. Lord, we know that you are over that business because those who are your sons and daughters um, or over that. And so, God, I ask in Jesus' name that you would give revelation, supernatural revelation, and plans and understanding of how to move forward. Father, I also pray for these families that will be effective. God, will it cause them to come into your kingdom, cause them to be drawn into you? And as, as was even stated earlier, nothing is wasted. Lord, even the difficulties, it says, again, that you bring about beauty for ashes, love for hate. Lord, whether it's wars or, or business loss, any kind of losses in our life, um, uh, lives lost, Lord, you come into that and you redeem that. So I ask for redemption in, uh, in um, the Thomas family business in Jesus' name. And I pray, God, that they would experience and feel your love today and feel your affection. In Christ's name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. love you. Um, tell you what I'd like to do is let's go ahead and have um, you guys if you just play a little bit is let's have uh, hey you teams who did uh, communion would you guys come back up and, and maybe if you feel compelled to be a couple of other prayers I want to go ahead and open it up time for us to, to just move into prayer and so it, I feel like a big I, it sounded like to me as I was I was writing down everybody's testimonies and thoughts and, and what, what they shared that there was a lot on, um, there was a lot on courage and fear and that type of thing. So I feel like that's one thing that God's doing in the room today. If you've been in a place, no matter what it is, whether it's because of not understanding, what's, you know, what's happening in your, you know, business or just whatever fear is overwhelming you, I'm going to encourage you to come up and get prayer for that. I think God is on that today. Like He's going to really help give you that courage and that strength. Okay. 
So like some may trust in horses, some may trust in chariots, but I'm going to trust in the name of my God. Okay. And so uh, I want you to come up for that. If, if you're in that place right now, for whatever reason, and that Psalm 91 was perfect. I think Mary read that. That is a scripture, I think, for our church for this whole year. Um, so, and then, but I don't want to limit to that. If you've come here and you're, um, you know, you're sick in body, you've got anything that's going on, that some pains or anything that you need prayer for, we believe here at Marymount that God is at work and the kingdom of God is here. And so you can get prayer for that. And perhaps God has a healing for you today, a physical healing, as well as emotional, spiritual, anything like that. So I just want to encourage you to come up on get prayer. Come on up prayer teams. And they're going to be uh, up here on either side. And I'm happy to stay here and, and pray as well with you guys. And so let me go ahead and uh, let me go ahead and, go, and, and everybody else go ahead and just stand up as the, those teams are coming forward. And I just want to bless you guys today. Thank you so much for sharing everything. Can you Now can you see why it says that the testimony does build up the body, right? It's just so encouraging to me. I just, I love these Sundays. They, again, they can feel a little bit awkward, but I, I just really love them when, once we get rolling. So, and thank you guys for leading us in worship today. Uh, if you just put out your hands to the Lord as though you're receiving a gift from him, because you are, because he's merciful to us always. Father, I just praise you for my brothers and sisters. And I agree that we feel and experience unity with you even around the world. Even when we just meet someone, if they are following you, we have an instant connection to them. So Father, I thank you even right now for my brothers and sisters, for the testimony of the gospel, for the testimony of your power and your love over us. And so Father, I even ask as we continue into this time of prayer, Lord, that your spirit would move mightily and that we would receive the things that you have for us, God. Good things, Lord. Good things for your children. Thank you, Lord. And I ask, God, that you would bless each one here, that they would go out and share with their friends and family and neighbors and, and people that they work with what happened here today. And they would share with how, with how you showed up here today. And Father, that you give us a boldness to share your love with others. Thank you, God. I just bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Spirit to move in power, to go in power and love with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, you're dismissed. Surrounding me, let it break at your name still. Call the sea to still, rage in me to still. Every way at your name, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, in silence, fear. Jesus, Jesus.